Australia's taxation system is a complex beast and sitting within that structure is superannuation tax concession. The concessions. The price tag is huge, estimated to cost more than $25 billion a year and growing. While the government is working to enshrine a definition for superannuation, the Treasurer has flagged a potential crackdown on those super tax breaks. The Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, joins me this morning. Treasurer, welcome back to breakfast. Thanks, Patricia. Good morning. You say that we are on track to spend more on super tax concessions than the age pension by 2050. Are you softening us, all of us up to changes to super in the budget in May? Oh, not necessarily, Patricia. I just think as part of a, a broader assessment of where our superannuation system is at uh, and how we lock down the objective of super uh, so that we can provide more certainty and security around its purpose. Um, as part of that, I acknowledged earlier in the week uh, as you just have in your introduction, that these uh, concessions in the superannuation system, they're not cheap. Uh, I don't think it's especially controversial to acknowledge that. And when you believe in superannuation and its capacity to del deliver a dignified retirement for people, then you need to make sure that these kinds of tax concessions are, are sustainable and affordable into the future. Uh, and I don't think it should be beyond any government really of either political persuasion to acknowledge that. Okay, acknowledging it is one thing, changing it is another. You said before the election, we've said about superannuation that we would maintain the system. Australians shouldn't expect major changes to superannuation if the government changes hands. So what's changed? Well, I don't think what we're talking about now this morning or what I was talking about earlier in the week uh, should be especially controversial or an especially big shift. You know, as I said, we want to lock down the objective uh, and we acknowledge in doing that that we want to make it all sustainable. You know, we haven't taken any decisions, uh, but we can't ignore the cost of these tax concessions with all of the other pressures which are on the budget. We've got this big national advantage when it comes to super. Uh, we need to make sure it's sustainable. We need to make sure we can afford the, afford the various concessions into the future. Uh, as you rightly pointed out, it's, it costs almost as much as the age pension to provide. Uh, and it shouldn't be beyond us to say uh, these are, this is one of the pressures on the budget at a time when you now we inherited a trillion dollars of debt. We've got all of these medium term pressures on the budget intensifying rather than easing. Uh, and so one of the things that we acknowledge that I've acknowledged this week uh, is that some of these tax concessions are expensive. I think that's self-evident. No, it is self-evident, evident, which is why in 2019 Labor took a, took a policy to the election that you lost, uh, which was to change them. At the last election, you didn't do the same thing because you were rather bruised by the 2019 experience. So why change it to now? You knew they were, they were big. You knew these concessions were huge and you knew we had huge debt. Well, we said at the election that our priority on tax reform is multinational taxes, and that remains the case. Uh, and our priority in superannuation is nailing down this objective, and that's the case as well. Uh, I think if we're going to talk about the history, Patricia, we need to remember uh, that the last government that increased taxes on superannuation was a Liberal government, a government in which Peter uh, Dutton was sitting around the Cabinet table signing off on these changes in 2016-17. So the, point, the reason I make that point is because I do genuinely believe that governments of either political persuasion uh, should acknowledge the various costs and pressures on the budget at a time when we've got a lot of debt, uh, where we need to fund decent aged care and decent health care and decent national security. 
uh, at a time like that, we need to acknowledge where some of these pressures lie. Uh, we haven't changed our view, we haven't taken any decisions, but we should be up for a national conversation about the future of uh, some of these concessions, which cost the budget a lot of money. I think that we have to have the conversation, but my question is, will there be changes in the May budget or do you think you need to go get a mandate for change at the next election? Well, as I keep saying, we haven't, you know, we haven't changed our view. We haven't taken any decisions no, in taken, this area. No, th- that's a technical answer with respect. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. It's a, it's a, a factual reflection of where we're at, Patricia. Yeah, uh, but in the May I'm budget, is, would we see some changes to superannuation rather than just warnings about its growth? Well, again, you know, we haven't decided to do that. We haven't changed our position uh, on that. Do you think you um, should change your position? We haven't determined that. Yeah, we haven't determined. But what that. do you think, as treasurer, uh, given your concerns? Well, I'll tell you what I think. I gave a I gave a longish speech about this on Monday, where I said the priority in super uh, is and should be nailing down the objective. For too long, the lack of an agreed objective has meant that uh, our predecessors could mess with uh, superannuation uh, when it came to uh, all kinds of ideological pursuits. We want to take that out of the system. Ideally, we'd want to get some kind of broad agreement. Uh, amongst the industry uh, and in the community more broadly about what super is for uh, so that we can build from that. Uh, And as part of that speech, uh, I pointed out what is a fact, which is that the cost of superannuation tax concessions will overtake the cost of the pension. That's a fact. I was asked later on, you know, what does sustainable mean? Uh, And I pointed out, uh, as I pointed out to you this morning, that when you believe in super and there's an important role for these tax concessions, you need to make sure that you can afford them against all of the other pressures on the budget. You've got key crossbenchers open to backing changes, including David Pocock, um, Senator Tammy Tyrrell and the Jackie from the Jackie Lambert, Lambie Network expressing interest in changes to superannuation. Is now the time rather than kicking the can down the road then? Well, I haven't had a discussion with uh, all of those senators. It looks looks like a really friendly Senate on these issues. (laughs) It doesn't always look like (laughs) Uh, that. I haven't had a conversation with uh, any of those senators, but obviously, you know, we engage with them in a respectful and meaningful way whenever we can, but I haven't engaged on them on this because uh, the government hasn't changed its its position. Uh, All we've done is acknowledge as part of a a broader push to lock down super and make sure it serves... Uh, the interests of retirees. We've said that these things uh, cost the budget a fair bit of money. That's as far as it's gone. Well, there is quite a quite a, a lot of costs coming your way, to be honest. I just want to ask one more question about the super stuff. One proposal being floated this morning by the Grattan Institute is removing tax concessions for super balances above $2 million, effectively capping the size of super funds. Um, that would, they say, affect about 80,000 fairly, you know, well-off people. Is that the kind of reform that is achievable? Well, it depends on your definition of achievable. Obviously, I'm aware of those Grattan Institute proposals. They've been engaged in the the national debate about superannuation for some time. And if you think about that example that you gave, I've got a, you know, a slightly different one. If you think about the average balance in super is about 150 grand, I think. Uh, but for less than 1% of people in the system, they've got balances higher than $3 million. Uh, the average amongst that group is $5.8 million, uh, and they have access to a whole bunch of tax concessions. And I think the point that Grattan has made repeatedly over a period of time and others 
and the point that we are making uh, is we've got to work out where we get the most value for money when it comes to some of these tax concessions. Uh, we haven't, you know, come to a view no, on that grant proposal. But can we afford uh, to wait till after the election? Well, it depends how all the other things shake out in the budget. You know, I, I suspect uh, you know what will get a lot of interest today, for example, is the the Fair Work Commission decision on aged care wages. You know, we'll have to find room for that in the budget. We have to find room to strengthen Medicare. We have to find room to fund our national security, and so. One of the things I've tried to do, and being on your show is a great opportunity to do it, I value it, cherish it. One of the things I've tried to do since I've been Treasurer uh, is not to try and kind of pretend away some of the pressures on the budget. Uh, and this is one of them. What we're talking about today is one of them. There's no point uh, ignoring that fact. Uh, and we should be able to have a national conversation about it. Gret Grattan's feeding into that, and that's a good thing. Anthony Albanese will flag additional investment in Australia's military capability during his speech today. You're the Treasurer. You just mentioned the wages decision. There's this one too. How much will it cost, Treasurer? Uh, well, this will be one of the things that we will have to make room for in the budget uh, and cost up for the budget. I think the Prime Minister's got an opportunity to give a really important speech today. Uh, and the speech is about our partnerships, it's about our sovereign capability, it's about this big industrial economic opportunity we have in defence industries as well. Uh, but it's broader than that. Uh, and one of the reasons why um, I'd encourage your listeners to tune in when uh, Anthony's at the National Press Club later today is he's talking about national security, but he's talking about security in a much broader sense as well, including economic security. Uh, in uncertain times. You know, we've got a lot of challenges, not just to our national security, but to our economic security as well. I think one of the defining features of his government uh, is trying to uh, introduce an element of uh, security uh, and stability and reliability, and that's what his speech is about. Just on another issue, ASIO Director Mike Burgess says he was directly pressured by senior figures to ease up on espionage operations in his speech last night and also t saying that came from business leaders as well as others. How concerned are you by that? I think that is concerning. Uh, you know, we're very lucky to have someone of the calibre of Mike Burgess uh, who provides these threat assessments every year for the last few years. And I think it's a really important way of explaining to people the, the complexities and the challenges and the changing security environment that our agencies like ASIO confront. And what Mike has said and the view that we share and Minister Claire O'Neill and others have been talking about this is that foreign interference and espionage is a big threat uh, to our national security. And ASIO works around the clock uh, to try and protect Australians from it. Uh, it's deliberately designed to undermine our democracy and our values. Uh, and it shouldn't be tolerated by the government or its agencies, and it's not tolerated. And I think the point that Mike was making about that specific issue you raise uh, is that we can't let these things slide when our nat national interests are at stake. Uh, that's ASIO's view, it's Mike Burgess's view, and it's the government's view as well. Treasurer, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Patricia. That's the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app. Hello again, podcasters. Just wanted to mention, if you're looking for more stories that help explain economics in a way that us non-economists can understand, I recommend The Money. Give it a try. It's easy to find on the ABC Listen app.